Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. I'm deeply honored to bring you part two of my conversation with the beautiful feminine powerhouse, my friend Haumea Hanakahi. We left off last week with Haumea talking about the importance of getting into our bodies, especially as women. If you haven't yet listened to part one, please go listen to that for context as well as for so much of Haumea's beauty and wisdom that she shared with us. And in part two today, Haumea is going to share more of her wisdom as well as two exercises that will help shift us out of the trauma and fear that are so prevalent in today's world. And be sure to listen to the very end of this episode where Haumea will share a very special opportunity. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. This is why it's so important for us to move the energy also from our heads into our hearts. And as women, even lower, like into our bellies, into our wombs, the safest place to be is to be in our bodies. Our bodies will tell us the truth. Whereas in the past, you know, if we had trauma, whatever, it's like we just leave our bodies. It's not safe to be in the body. But now the safest place to be is truly in your body and not just in a head bubble, but really in your body so you can feel what's true for you, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and not just be programmed by an outside voice of what to want, what to like, what to do. And unfortunately, being in our body is so uncomfortable for most of us, especially women, that we automatically will pop out of our body when we start to feel those uncomfortable feelings. We Mm -hmm. pop out. And even, and I will say even sometimes, um, the good feelings, it's like, oh, this is too good. I can't, I can't sustain this. So we'll pop back into our heads. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that too is because that's what we've been conditioned to do as a society. And once we pop into our heads, that's when we start looking outside of ourselves for the answers that you're describing. And health issues are a perfect example of that. And running to the doctor for every little issue that you have when so many things, I mean, our bodies have an amazing power to heal. You're evidence of it. You know that I went through the issues with two frozen shoulders at two different times. I healed them with completely natural techniques, no drugs, no surgery, no nothing. Um, And so if we give our bodies, if we listen to our bodies and give our bodies the ability and the time and the space to heal, it, it allows us to heal at a core level instead of just 
getting a pill that's going to take away the symptoms because Mm -hmm. the core issue remains if you just relieve the symptoms. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I mean, that sort of goes back to even, you know, food as our medicine. So that example I used of margarine and versus butter, raw butter, not it is so healthy for us. It's a kind of fat that our bodies have been developed to utilize um, for fuel as well as, um, you know, the, it, it just offers us so much t- so that our our bodies can be lubricated, can actually spark the way they're meant to spark. So it's giving our bodies something that doesn't work for it means that the spark plug gets clogged and it can't really spark. All our, we have these mitochondria that are like spark plugs in our body. And when they're not fed correctly, they can't spark correctly, which includes detoxing, which includes, um, you know, growing. So, and when we don't have the proteins that our body can use as the building blocks to heal and grow, then, you know, we're a little bit up a creek there. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Can I share, uh, an exercise, a technique actually that I teach, um, a lot of my VIP clients, uh, I, love to share it here because you mentioned it about popping out of our bodies when we're feeling something. I would love that. Please do. Um, I wasn't planning on sharing this one, but when you mentioned that, I just can feel how important it is for us as women and having felt different traumas, how easy it is just to pop out. And so one thing I I share um, is it's very simple, Um, not always easy because we've been conditioned otherwise. But if you just feel, let me see how this one wants to be done. So if you can just, there's probably an emotion in your body right now that may feel a little bit uncomfortable if you tune into it. And you can probably even tune into where it is in your body. And you're like, oh, I just don't want to even deal with that. I don't want to feel it. And what I'm going to suggest in this safe and sacred container that has been created here with us is to go ahead and identify what is that feeling you're feeling. So Lori, is there, do you mind doing it with me out loud? Is there a, Mm -hmm. is there a place that feels a little uncomfortable that you rather, you know, you kind of wish it would just go away and you rather not have to deal with it? Probably in my solar plexus. And if you were able to identify with the word, um, what would that feeling be? What is that that you're feeling there? Stress. Stress. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do is just acknowledge that stress. So it's three parts. We're going to acknowledge it. Just like stress. Okay. You're there. I see you. I acknowledge you. And then we're just going to accept it. Like, okay, you're there. I'm without judgment, without trying to chase you away. I'm just going to acknowledge and accept that you're there, stress. And then from that divine place in you that can do this, 
just going to love on that stress a little bit. All right, from that place that doesn't have judgment, it's not conditional, that divine place, just going to give you some love, stress. So we're acknowledging you, accepting you, and loving on you a bit. Acknowledging you, loving you, accepting you. And keep doing that until you feel a shift in your breath. Maybe you're able to take a breath or a sigh, or maybe your shoulders lower, a little less tension, some kind of shift in your body. I felt the energy expand out through my upper back, which is where I hold a lot of tension. So I feel that there's a connection between the solar plexus and the upper back. And Mm -hmm. it kind of expanded. Yeah. So simply by acknowledging this energy, feeling, sensation, acknowledging it, accepting it, and loving on it, it allows it to just be and then resolve. So it it's often it's the resistance that we have to it that keeps it stuck. Mm-hmm. And then so as it resolves, it often just leaves the body. It's like, you know, or lessens significantly. So did you feel that? Yes. That it feels like it felt like there was like a ball of energy stuck in my solar plexus and that area feels very expansive and spacious now. That's amazing in just like a minute. Yeah, it can be just in a minute. It's so easy. And so this is one of the superpowers we have as humans. We have this ability and yet we've been conditioned, conditioned, excuse me, to, to, um, to suppress it or, you know, ignore it, deny it, reject it, try to get rid of it. And uh, it can be as simple as just acknowledging, accepting, and loving on it. And then it has a chance to evolve as an energy or resolve as the energy. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about food and the margarine example. I mean, I remember as a child, because you and I are the same age, um, Mm -hmm. a few months younger than I am, but we grew up in the same era. And I remember as a child, you know, the... um, you know, the commercials about margarine, it's better than butter. And I remember when I first started shifting my life seven or eight years ago, and I came, I just had this realization that if you have a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese in your cabinet, that Kraft macaroni and cheese can live there for years without spoiling. So what nutritional value is in there for us as humans? Our our bodies are not meant to live on chemicals, which is what processed foods are. And that's when I started shifting my eating habits. And I didn't study any of this like you. I just listened to my intuition. You know, does this feel right? Does this not feel right? And I started reading labels and changed so many of my eating habits. And that's when a lot of my intuitive gifts started to open up again. So it can be as simple as you said, it isn't easy, but it's simple. It can be that simple to open up to these gifts that we've been talking about. And that's when you're able to 
step outside of whatever is going on in the collective of humanity. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think one of the things that is the, one of the underlying messages that we're trying to relay in this conversation is the importance of staying away from the fear and the hype, because that's going to lower your energy and your vibration. And that then just perpetuates more fear and hype. And then you're more susceptible to illness and disease, to accidents, to all of that. And what it's doing to your psychological makeup, especially if you are on a healing journey from trauma or loss. Absolutely, Lori. I love what you said. And just the power of food like that. I, you know, I had an addiction to that craft macaroni and cheese. And, you know, when I think about it, it's like, well, of course, it probably was loaded with MSG, which is very addictive. And at the same time, during those years, I had an addiction to that. I also had an addiction to um, the, do you remember the Baskin Robbins 31 flavors? Oh, yes. Cream. So they had a chocolate peanut butter ice cream that I had an addiction to. And um, I was just starting to study foods. This was back in the late seventies, I think. And, and uh, I start, studied this woman named Doris Rapp. She talked about foods and how they can affect your mood. And I thought, oh, how interesting and children too, and hyperactivity. I mean, back in the seventies. So I started watching what happened when I ate that peanut butter and chocolate ice cream. And without fail, every single time after I ate it, I would get incredibly depressed. I would go into this depression. And um, and then I started studying that. And I think part of it was peanut butter. You know, peanut butter tends to have a lot of molds and people that are sensitive to it can um, be affected and have this depression as well as, you know, the sugars and whatever else was in there. So I stopped eating it. It's, um, you know, I had to really wean myself away from it. And because uh, I did not want to feel that depression, but that showed me that something as simple as a food can have affect us deeply, very, very deeply. So, you know, there's one more exercise that I, I would love to share with your, um, with your listeners, if that's all right. Please do. So this one, when we're talking about staying away from fear, it's like, what do you do when you're so um, wrapped up in, in the fear and in the what ifs and, and trying to figure out how am I going to save myself, my children, my family, my, how are we going to survive? And then you're listening to things to try to get clues to, okay, what, what's my next move? So a short story is that, um, when I had, after this pesticide poisoning, my body was really shutting down. And I remember going to a Barnes and Noble bookstore and this book fell off the shelf to my feet. I mean, I did not touch it. It just fell off, landed at my feet. I looked at it and it was, um, you cannot afford the luxury of a negative thought. Oh, wow. I bought that book and I thought negative thought. I'm not an, I don't, I'm not a negative thinker. I'm so optimistic, but I read the book and I, and I realized I started watching my thoughts. I realized how negative they truly were and all the things that were going to go wrong and this and that. And, and, um, and part of that's how we're designed. Like we're designed to watch out for the danger, 
But when we get stuck in that loop, it can be so detrimental to our health. So I went home. I, um, I never had a TV since then. I stopped reading newspapers and yet I could hear the voice of my dad in, in the background going, well, how are you going to need to, how are you going to know if something happens that you need to know? And so I just, so I said a prayer. I was like, God, please let me know anything that I need to know. Make sure that I am letting up, you know, let me know through whatever source, however you want to do it, but just make sure I need to, I know anything I need to know that prayer. So I said that, you know, over 25 years ago and it has stuck with me and I've always known whatever I needed to know. It will come through other people. Maybe there is a random newspaper. I happen to glance at whatever it is. Someone will call me. One time I was on the on the way to the airport, I used to travel a lot and I talked to my dad and I said, yeah, I'm on the way to the San Jose airport. He goes, San Jose, but your flight's going out of San Francisco. It's like, it is. <laughs> and that's when I'm on route to the airport. And so I was able to turn around and, and go get to the right airport. But I've, I've always known whatever it was I needed to know. So the exercise, so that's just a little bit to calm our nervous system. Like what happens if, you know, I, I'm not watching the news. Just say the prayer and you will know whatever you need to know. I've said that for years. When I stopped watching the news, I thought if something that big happens in the world, I will hear about it if I'm meant to hear about it. And if I, if I'm not, I don't need to worry about all these other things that are going on that don't, aren't, that don't need to affect me. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So the exercise I want to share helps bring us from our head head bubble, that head energy where we're very vulnerable to mind control, to other people's thoughts, to other people, to complying with other whatever other people want us to do and not to necessarily to how we want to live our lives and what suits us. So it moves the energy from the head into the heart. Very simple exercise. You just repeat this phrase three times, and then we're going to count down from 10 to zero. So as we say this phrase, when I say head, touch your head. So you get that visceral feeling. And when when I say heart, touch your heart. So this is what we're going to say. And you can repeat it after me. I command my spirit to move my thoughts from my head into my heart. Okay. So we're going to say that three times. I command my spirit to move my thoughts from my head into my heart. I command my spirit to move my thoughts from my head into my heart. I command my spirit to move my thoughts from my head into my heart. And then we'll count down from 10 to zero. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one, zero. And for me, when I reach zero, because zero is, is zero point, it's the absolute now. And so things can be rewired there. They can change. We can create there, but it brings it to zero and it brings this, the command from your spirit to bring the thoughts from the head into the heart. So do you feel any difference from that? Yes. What I felt was it's bringing your consciousness or brought my consciousness from my head into my heart. It brought my energy 
that is, you know, always swirling in the brain from my head to my heart. And once it lands in your heart, there's this feeling of peace and calm and serenity that you don't have when you're all up in your head. Exactly. Exactly. And when the thoughts are put into your heart, the heart is the ultimate filter. So it can filter out what's yours, what's not yours. It can filter out what's true, what's not. It can filter out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And when the thoughts are in the head, suddenly we have this expansive energy to connect with source connect with spirit, connect with God, the universe, whatever it is, and then we can source information from there. So we have a lot more creativity available to us. We have our logic available to us again. We have our ability to analyze and to see a much, much bigger picture. So um, that's the importance of moving the thoughts from the head into the heart. When they're in the head, we tend to just be in that fear mode and very contracted um, space and very, very narrowed vision. And it's pretty much either or, whereas when the energy and the consciousness and the thoughts come into the heart, we can filter out what's true for us, what works for us, what doesn't, as well as we can access um, many, many more possible solutions. Maybe it's not either or, maybe it's this and, Maybe it's something you never even thought of. Maybe the solution is right there in front of you, but you couldn't see it when you were in, you know, the, in the head bubble. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's, those are two really, really powerful exercises. And I hope that people will use them and, you know, let us know um, what you feel and what you experience. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up to, you know, to inspire the people listening in this crazy world that we're living in? Yes, there is something I'd like to share. So there is in the work that I've done where I communicate with the invisible realms and I have a lot of healing teams that work with me to help clear trauma, clear distortions in our energy fields um, that may or may not even be ours. One thing I found is that we often blame ourselves. It's like we take over responsibility for something that really couldn't have been helped. And so just having that knowledge that it's not your fault. And there are things that, that you can access and you can do to help release yourself from these distorted energies in your field and come more into your divine self and more into your divine design um, and, you know, enjoy more moments of magic and aliveness and fulfill your own potential. Um, And then if it's all right, can I mention the trauma course coming up? Yes, please. I was going to ask you to do that and to share how people can learn more about you. Great. Thank you so much. So in my studies, I focused on change process, and that's what I researched for decades. And I found with myself and my clients um, that we could reach a certain point where there was a lot of change, transformation, life is going great. And then there was like this wall around 
certain issues that we couldn't get past or they would come back into our lives. The, the change wouldn't hold. And I, I spent a lot of time and energy trying to figure out what is that, that we can't get this change to hold. And I always came back to trauma some that was being held in the cells in the body. And until that trauma is resolved or the energy is evolved, then it tends to keep us in those patterns. And so I'm really excited to be called to offer an upcoming course on awakening beyond your trauma. And this is a three-month intensive. It'll be once a week for 13 weeks, which is a sacred goddess number. And um, it will include some entertaining stories, a lot of education on neurobiology, neurosciences, trauma, our vagus nerve, um, as well as metaphysics. Um, And we will be doing some very deep and effective clearings of these energies and these distortions um, and, you know, permanent work so that we can get on with our lives and awaken beyond the trauma. So that's coming up. It's uh, it's scheduled to start on March 30th. Okay. I will put a link to that in the show notes. But for those of you listening, the link is tinyurl.com slash awaken haumea. So T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com forward slash A-W-A-K-E-N-H-A-U-M-E-A. I am so grateful to you. You know I love you dearly. And I'm just so honored that you shared all of your beautiful, or some of your beautiful wisdom, because I know there's a lot more to you and to your wisdom. Um, But thank you for all that you shared today, because this is such an important conversation, especially right now. Because if people continue to live in the fear cycle that has begun and that is continuing, clearly continuing, um, life is going to be a lot more difficult than it needs to be. And when you can step outside of that, as we've been talking about, then you will not be pulled into that vortex that will, mm, that will affect your, your life, your your soul, your being on so many levels. And so I'm so grateful to you for sharing all of this with us today. And I hope people check out your course. And um, until next week, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.